You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up and get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000. My name is Mario Tarabasi, always, as always, joined by Greg Boyson as the Chicago Blackhawks lose a tough one, 3-1 to one, the final score against the Minnesota Wild this afternoon in Minnesota. Um, just a game where uh, we, we were talking about it just moments ago. Sometimes you just you just play a, a, a team that's better than you, and no matter you know the effort that you give out, you're just going to be outplayed. And I think that that was kind of what we saw with the Blackhawks today. In, in a really a team that's in a really weird situation, coming off a, a big trade yesterday with an important player, you wanted to see the kind of effort level that they were going to have. And I I not disappointed with their effort level, but again. The Wild are just a better team. Yeah, for sure. The talent gap there is significant between these two teams, and um, Wild have a lot to play for. They're fighting for playoff seeding. I think it's, you know, I don't know if they're in danger of missing a playoff, but they haven't been playing great the last few weeks, so they need to get these points and get some confidence against a team that they should beat. This game reminded me a little bit of that uh, f- first Boston game where they're like they were there, mm-hmm. they played well. But in the end, you know, a late goal, a late, you know, breakdown. Even even Seth Jones said it in his post game. We we caught his post game press before jumping on the air. <clears throat> he described that last play as you know a, a mis defensive miscommunication, which quote has happened too many times this communication season. Communication breakdown. Oh, wow, we're getting that Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Go from Hulk Hogan to Led Zeppelin, man. Hey, this is brother. see, this is hell yeah, brother. This is why you tune in. For the impressions you know uh, we got to make these fun because it's going to be some it's going to be a slog once we get past monday so if you have any impression requests <laughs> out there throw it out put them uh, in the chat we'll get them in the going. chat hit us up on twitter uh and we'll see what we got going here and uh we'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do i i'm good game with the impressions but yeah seth jones said it was a communication defensive breakdown at the end of the game there uh, you yeah. know, he may, he might go make the play in the corner on Kaprizov, who got off a great pass, but he was able to get off a great pass because Zuccarello was left uncovered because Eric Gustafson. Deep breath. The dust bus strikes again. Jesus Christ! Why is he on the ice with three minutes to go in a tie game in the first place? But 
Um, why is he still on this team? Very good. He point was supposed too. to. Why be was he here? ever brought? He was on supposed to be here for like a month at the beginning of this should season. Should have never been brought here in the first place. And here place. we are on March nineteenth, and he's still getting ice time. Yeah, and he doesn't. He just skates for the corner. He sees that there's only one green jersey below the goal line, but decides I'm going to go down there too. Not figuring that okay, the rest of the green jerseys are, should be behind me, so maybe I should stop and take a look. Maybe. And Bing Bang Boom, it's in the back of your net. You lose. Um, and shame for Kevin Lincoln, and that was his best game of the season, no By doubt. By far. And I loved seeing that. He he made some huge saves. Heck, even that game-winning goal, he threw a stick at the shot and he still was, almost stopped it. That would have been great. He, he, he had an, a, an awesome night or afternoon did. in he that. Um, but, yeah, it was just uh, that was an effort that should have been, you know, on a, on a different – Blackhawks team at a different time in the season. That's probably an effort that comes away with at least a point. Yeah. But um. But yeah, it was it was great to see Lincoln and have that kind of effort, uh, have that kind of performance in a season that he is just he he hasn't even been the version of Kevin Lincoln that we saw last season. You know where he was where he where he took over the starting role. You know he has not been able to have uh, that kind of year this year. His record falls to three eight and four. Uh, makes 30, 31 of uh, 33 saves for a 939 save percentage. And this is just the first time since November 26. I know he hasn't had a lot of starts this season, but just the first time since November 26 that he has started a game and allowed less than three goals. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great performance to see for Lincoln. And, and we'll see if he, uh, if he gets a second opportunity in, in net tomorrow because – Marc-Andre Fleury is supposed to be the starter for tomorrow. Slated, yes. But um, we'll see happens. We'll see what happens in the next 24 we'll, we'll hours or so. We'll probably know a little bit more if there's any actual real trade talks going if he doesn't play tomorrow. Then we'll know something's coming. Mm-hmm. If he plays, there still could be something coming, but maybe not. Uh, the, the, the hot stove is more like room temperature stove on the Fleury <laughs> front right now. So yeah. we'll see what happens. But for Lankin and big picture, this is a guy, he doesn't have a contract for next year. So you would think he's going to get more playing time down the stretch, irregardless if Fleury is here or not. He should get, you know, he needs, the Hawks need to figure out if he's going to be a guy to be part of this. If he's hopping on the ride, as we mm-hmm. like to say here at CHGO Blackhawks, <laughs> yeah. um, we need to figure out if he's going to be the guy to get another look at. So hopefully this is a start that gets him some confidence. As we've said before, a confident hockey player is usually a player playing well, especially in that when you have some confidence, you can be more aggressive. You can make some of those bigger saves. You, you don't hang out in the back of your crease and let the puck come to you. You go out and get it. That's what he was doing today. Some mm-hmm. of those times he was going out a little bit too far. And yeah. We were both like, whoa, buddy, where are you going? But He, he had a few you know, adventures. Yeah. Uh, ice is slippery. Sometimes you got to stop and not get out inside of your crease. But hopefully this sets up a good final stretch of the season for Lincoln. Because if there's one guy on this team that need, I mean, there's a bunch of guys, but he's at the top, near the top of the list of the guys that need big finishes to this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, as we talked earlier episodes maybe he's a guy you bring back on a cheap one or two year deal and see what you got with him as you know you look to just not win the next couple of seasons yeah and i think if 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 he can come back next year he's not going to break the bank it can it can be you know a a bridge deal to whenever the blackhawks are going to be competitive again hopefully in the next three four five years and he can bridge the gap between 
you know, this transition time, this rebuilding time, and then get to the goalie that is going to be, you know, the guy in net when the Blackhawks are competitive again, whether that's Drew Camezzo or someone else. Uh, I, I think if, if, if Lankinen can, can string together a couple more performances like he had tonight, um, that'll do wonders for his confidence and do wonders for, for showing that he should, you know, stick around. And yeah, and I, I think bringing him back on a, on a one- or two-year deal is a, is a low-risk mm-hmm. move. I mean, you're not looking to make the playoffs next season, so he's a guy that's got NHL experience. He's a guy you've trusted to be the starter in the past. Let's see what you got. This is the time. They know year one of the rebuild is where you you start making those those ground floor decisions, and you need somebody for the next couple of years. Yeah, and and Arvid Soderblom's the only one that has a, a contract in the next season, and I don't think he's going to be, you know, an NHL regular next year. No, he he he, he might be, but I don't yeah, think I, he's. I, I don't think he should be. To me, the best bet for next season, if I if if I were Kyle Davidson. It would be bringing back Kevin Lankin and to give him a shot and then bringing in one of these cheap veterans and do a 1A, 1B. Let Soderboom get another full season in Rockford. It's going to serve him much better to be the guy in Rockford, much like he's been for a lot of this season. Uh, Colin Delia's got a, a few starts. You know, they, they've been kind of splitting starts, but they got a yeah. weird schedule in the AHL where it's a lot of back-to-back nights. Uh, but he's been essentially the the 1A guy in Rockford, so let him be the one guy, the, the starter in Rockford for another season. That will definitely serve his long-term development better than being, you know, a backup and being put in a situation like Kevin Lincoln was in this mm-hmm. this year. Uh, as we see, that's there's been no progression. There's been degression there because yeah. of the situation of having to play behind a Marc-Andre Fleury. And it seems like this is going to be, you know, we've talked about this before, this is going to be a front office that uh, has a different approach to development. So, yeah, keeping keeping Soderblom in in the AHL and letting him, you know, get some some more consistent starts there will be uh, will be good for him. Speaking of what the Blackhawks might do with goaltending next season, obviously there's still the rest of the day today. There's all day tomorrow, and then there's till 2 p.m. Central Time on Monday for the trade deadline or leading up to the trade deadline. Um, the Blackhawks may or may not do something with Marc-Andre Fleury in which they could get a goaltender back that might be, you know, might hang around for a season or two uh, beyond this year. Here's an interesting uh, little little note here. This came across uh, Twitter just now from uh, TSN's Darren Dreger. He reports, this is a deal that didn't happen. Chicago and Toronto discussed Hagel and Fleury for Peter Morazic, Matthew Nyes, and multiple first-round picks. Never reached a stage where Fleury was officially asked to waive. That's interesting. Toronto declined based on futures involved. Toronto sees promise in Joseph Wool and Eric Schalgren, most definitely Jack Campbell. It was a massive ask on the futures, and potentially a portion of those futures can be used for shoring up Toronto's defense. Turns out Chicago got a huge return for Hagel from Tampa Bay. So that's very interesting to me because Toronto has been a team that the Blackhawks and Marc-Andre Fleury have been connected to at, over the last couple of weeks and especially most recently as some other teams have kind of made it known that they're not going to look at the goaltending market at the right. trade deadline. So interesting the, the 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 interesting to me one that a massive Hagel Fleury deal was potentially even considered. Um, the return would have been a goaltender like Peter Morazic, who would fit the bill of not a contending team's starting goaltender 
a guy who's going to stick around for a few years, and he's not going to break the bank. Matthew Nyes, who's a, who's a top prospect in the Leafs system, someone that I remember uh, in, in last year's draft thinking if the Blackhawks could have gotten him in the second round range would have been nice, but ended up uh, not happening. And multiple first round picks. Now we we talked uh, we talked recently that Toronto has said that they don't want to give up their first round picks, so that might have been a a deal breaking uh, little clause to the deal. Um, but it's interesting the, the the phrasing here from Drager is saying that it never reached a point where Flurry was asked to officially waive. Is he talking about the handshake agreement, or is he talking about his 10, 10 team no trade clause, which is? the only official official right. no movement that he has. That's very interesting to me because that could that could signal that Toronto could be on his his official 10 team list and there's really no reason to even think that he could move to Toronto. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 interesting wording. Um it's definitely I mean if if, the, if that's what the Hawks were asking for, uh, the, I I kudos to to Kyle Davidson for Yes. Hey, you know any negotiate negotiating one on one, you start high, and right. that's very high, and then you work your way down and get what you actually realistically want. Um, so kudos to him if that report is true. Good job at saying this is what I want, and it's going to cost you a ton of money because he knows he knows he's got the only legit number one goalie available on the market. Yes, and now there isn't a lot of people looking for him. Unfortunately, it didn't shake out the way a lot of us had hoped. I mean, I think back in, you know, December, we were probably all hoping there'd be five or six teams wanting in on Marc-Andre Fleury. That hasn't happened. Um, so, you know, Toronto, Vegas seem to be our our, our two teams that really our have the need. <laughs> um, but Vegas, I can't see that happening. I cannot see Marc-Andre Fleury agreeing to go back to Las Vegas after the way that ended. I would think it would, it would. I would be belly laughing for hours if that happened because I would think that'd be the most hilarious way that this would end. That you gave them to the Blackhawks for nothing, and then we sold them back to you for a king's ransom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I have very little sympathy for what's going on in Vegas. I'm just kind of annoyed by all of them. You know, they had to get the Jack Eichel trade, and that hasn't been going so well for them. And, and they and they are in desperation mode yeah that window's closing real soon because uh there are a lot of aging guys with bad contracts and if they don't win one here this year or next year Mm -hmm. that's gonna be Mm -hmm. bad out there but you know hey they're fun they got a pregame show and they made the cup final yeah i can't feel too bad for vegas no they don't they they have zero pain zero yes i was just gonna say they haven't experienced any of the any of the real pain that other fan bases have had to you know, kind of, kind of go through some struggles. Spoiled so. brats. That's what they are out there. Spoiled brats. <laughs> so yeah, now, brats. now they're going through, uh, through welcome, some struggles. Welcome to the rest of the NHL. Yeah. Welcome Vegas to the, fans. now you can, now you're, now you're welcomed into the league. You got to stress over some things welcome first. Welcome to salary cap hell. It's not fun. <laughs> it's going to be a heck of a ride to get out of that. So yeah. Uh, that's not a ride you want to hop on. No, that's not the ride you want to hop on. You want to hop on the CHGO Blackhawks ride and the Kyle Davidson ride. It's off to a good start. I, at least I think so. But good for him, again, good for him for being aggressive and shooting his shot. That's all you can ask. Yeah. Shoot your shot, set your price, see what you can get. And if you can't get it, well, you know. It's better to to try and and have a team turn down a trade than to hold on to your – hold on to your trade assets and be like, ah, well, we didn't get anything done. Well, yeah, if you don't don't go out there and try and make something happen – 
you can't expect anything. So to, if there's no trade to, to happen, to I mean, I, I, I mean, I want a big return for Flory, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want him to be sold for pennies on the dollar, but I also, you know, get something for him if you can, if it's possible. Yes, we all know the all the outlying factors that go into trademark Andre Flory, but if there is a trade there, get something for him as opposed to just letting him sign a free agency um, in the summertime. And I know a lot of people say, well, why don't you just bring him back? Well, you're not bringing back a guy at $7 million. And he's, he, yes, he's not going to get $7 million next year. But, you know, I again, I can't see Marc-Andre Fleury wanting to spend maybe his last year in the NHL playing for a rebuilding team when he could definitely get an option to, at the very least, be a backup or a 1B tandem goalie for an actual playoff team. Or he could get, you know, he could sign as a starter somewhere. Right. I mean, if you're going to play for a bat, I mean, he'd be a starter here in Chicago, but why? I just don't. A starter for a, a young team, right. a bad team, a team that's not going to contend. And then, you know, a year from now, we're in the exact same position where we're saying, okay, now we got to move Andre Fleur, or Andre, right. Mark Andre Fleur. And, and, and now he's 38, and now his stats probably don't look as good. Right. And now, you know, and I know a lot of people say, oh, well, he's a good mentor to have on the team. He's a good guy to have with these young players. And that's not wrong. But how many of these young players on the next year's Blackhawks team are going to be part of that team that that's going to be contending again? Right. Can you can you even fill up a full line of guys you are sure that are going to be a Blackhawk when this team is good again? You know, I thought Brandon Hagel was going to be a part of it. So yeah. I mean, as of now, I don't know if any of these guys are going to be here after the, yesterday's trade. So, like... You know, 2009 was a good time to bring in veterans because you had your you, you had your core established. You had Taves and Kane and Keith and Seabrook and Patrick Sharp was here. And, you know, you had some other young defensemen like Nicholas Jarmelson come up. So you had that core developed. You knew who these, me- these mentors, these players slash coach veteran guys are going to be rubbing off on. Mm-hmm. Guys that you are here committed to winning with. That's when you bring in a John Madden. Mm-hmm. That's when you bring in these veteran guys to mentor the guys you know and have identified you're going to win with. Right now, there's none of those players here right now. Alex Brinkett, you would think would be one. I'd like him to be one. But you, we can't say that for sure what's going to happen over yeah. the next couple of years. Uh, you know, Kirby Doc, maybe. Maybe. I mean, there's there's been there's been reason to consider moving him this year. I'm not an advocate of that whatsoever. You no. don't really want to move, especially a guy. in the direction the team's going. There is no reason to give up on him when you're and you'd be selling low. Absolutely. So um, yeah, I, I think I think Doc will be around for at least the next few years, and we'll see we'll see exactly what he can be once he's had I mean, full you know a full season. Hopefully he can be healthy. Hopefully he can get a full training camp. Get some confidence. That's what the kid does. Yeah, and and get confidence. Get confidence. confidence Start fresh. I mean, he met with the media yesterday after after Blackhawks practice, and you know he's not the most bright. Bright. No, 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 that's not. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) I didn't. uh, Let me finish. I was gonna say he's not the most. He doesn't have the most bright personality. He's a smart kid. I'm not. No, I wasn't. You know, Kirby, they're not that dumb, dumb. (laughs) No, I was not attacking his intelligence. He doesn't have like a shiny personality to begin with, but he's not very outspoken. Right. But he was very you could tell that maybe it was the deadline coming up. 
but you could just tell he was kind of like, eh, like he just didn't come off as a kid that like was excited about playing hockey. He's got no uh, confidence. I mean, it's also probably nervous that some of his buddies are heading out. Well, the door and maybe and we he heard a rumbling Hague, on Hague his Hague way because it was 20 minutes later that the Hagel stuff started coming out. Right, so, yeah. um, you know, Doc, and, and the only other guy that I can even put in a group that you could say maybe is a guy is Lucas Reichel, but we still, he's a big unknown. He's having a really good season for the Rockford Ice Hogs, um, but he's not in the locker room right now. Right, and he's so, and we still don't know if we've seen a lot of guys have really good seasons in the AHL. It just doesn't ever translate, doesn't translate. to the end. Brandon Peary, Jeremy Morin. I mean, Dylan Secura. Dylan Secura. I mean, we can we can enlist, we can fill a whole hour show just on guys that were legendary nope. AHL players just never found an NHL. Now I think Lucas Reichel is better than all those guys. I, I think he's, he's got the yeah. NHL look the speed the feel but you you can't say without a shadow of a doubt that he's a core member of your next championship window yeah so now is not the time to get those veteran guys yes you're going to bring in some cheap veteran guys just to fill out your roster guys you can hopefully flip for assets at the deadline the next couple of years start building up that stockpile of prospects and picks mm-hmm. and, and and yes i get the flurry would be a good mentor but who's he mentoring that's really going to make a difference he's not I mean, I think we don't have our goal. If Drew Camesso was playing next year and he was our goalie of the future, then absolutely you pair him with a guy. But that's but not, that's the, not case. the case. Yeah. So there's no reason to bring him back for four or five million dollars. I get the flurry love. He's a super great guy, mm-hmm. wonderful human being. Nobody has ever said anything bad about him as a person. But that's that's it's fine. Let him be a super nice guy for a team where he could win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think. I think the Blackhawks, you know, as as far as the, you know, doing him a solid this season, you know, if they do want to keep him around, fine. But it's just, it's just a, it's just a, it's a waste. It becomes a waste because you get him for free. You know, you, you think, oh, you know, he's going to, he's going to help lead the team to playoff contention. And then by mid season, it was like, well, playoff contention's out the window. So now what are you going to do? And not, not being able to capitalize on getting him for free this year uh, and flipping him for for something of value, yeah. um, it's just it's it's it becomes a waste. Absolutely. So even if if you can't get that big haul you're hoping for, and he's willing to take a trade somewhere, get something. Mm-hmm. Get get your get a couple mid round picks and a prospect. Whatever you can, you y- you basically got a free person to use to get some assets. So do your best to get something yeah, in the end. Absolutely. I think that's. I mean, that's the best. You, that's the best you can ask for because it's. I mean, you, you look, if, if, if this report saying that, you know, Hagel and Fleury were put, were put together for this massive deal, okay, fine, they get, they get the massive deal from just, uh, you know, from just trading Hagel, um, you know, you can still get something of value from Fleury. There's still obviously teams that want and need help at, at, at goalie, and if it's not Toronto, I know we said Vegas, maybe there, maybe there is a way that, you know, Edmonton gets in on it, even though they said that they're not going to be in on the goaltending market or, or Colorado or something. But yeah, I mean, that's that's another, we're not an Oilers podcast. (laughs) Have fun with Mike Smith. Um, So yeah, yeah, maybe Colorado sneaks in there and all of a sudden wakes up Joe Sackick Sunday morning, wakes up and goes, Hmm, I think I do want a goalie. Let's see what happens. I mean, cause they have, they have, uh, Franco who just signed a, you know, a a two year deal as a, as a backup. They have Darcy Kemper who's playing fine. It's really it's it's a lot easier to play goalie when you're getting four goals of right. support each night, um, but I think you know if if you're saying okay 
we have Kemper, we have Fransu. You could have Flurry. I mean, I, you gotta go I don't know why it. you don't go for you it. You got to go for they it. Don't, as, as they a, don't have the assets to to, right. to go for it, but they, you know. The, I mean, the, Joe Sackick is a genius of somehow getting what he wants, even when you don't think he's got enough to pull it off. Exactly. I mean, look what he did for Devin Tays. Uh, you know, he, he, he's, he's fleeced the Blackhawks a couple of times. So never underestimate Joe Sackick. Um, you know, but yeah, Colorado, they should be a team that's willing to pay a price this year because – this, they're, they're starting to remind me of those Hawks teams where it's like you've got all these great young players, but eventually they're going to have to go away because you they're can't afford to re-sign all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, McKinnon's got the huge deal. McCarr signed the big deal. Some of these guys are going to be salary cap casualties. We know what that's like here in Chicago. We've seen talented young players have to get traded away because you simply can't afford them. So... You know, maybe Colorado says, well, this is maybe our last chance to have this particular group together. We got to go for it. You know, nobody cares. Fans don't care. Uh, fans of championship contending teams don't care about next year. We didn't. No. In 2010, 20, 2015, we didn't care about next year. We wanted to win now. They had, yep. and, and, thankfully, what, and thankfully, we got and, those three cups to and celebrate. it worked out, yeah. So I'm going to do something here that will uh, be a bit of a preview of what we're going to uh, run through on Monday. Uh, as and, and Greg, I don't want to offend you. I, I stopped listening to you for about the last 30 seconds because I'm here on Twitter. Right. I wasn't saying anything important. <laughs> so I'm here on Twitter. And there are two trades that have just happened All right. uh, as we... The Minnesota Wild are like, you know, they just played. Obviously, you watched it. They've just been off the ice for maybe an hour. They have acquired uh, Nicholas Delorier from Anaheim for a draft pick to be named soon. Um, and then the other one I saw here, the Bruins and the Ducks have agreed on a Hampus Lindholm trade. So the Ducks are open for business, and they are uh, making deals with the Bruins to send Hampus Lindholm to Boston. And with the Wild, who just got off the ice, like I just said, uh, getting Nicholas Delorier. So things are happening as we are uh, yeah. reaching the trade deadline. And the, the that one deal there that affects the Blackhawks is that Lindholm trade because Tahan or uh, the Bruins have been one of the teams looking in, for in the yeah looking for that help. left yep. shot defenseman that Calvin Dehan's been linked to. Um, so that takes them out of the market for Calvin Dehan. You would think, um, you know, Delorier to the Wild. I mean, that's not something that gets you super excited. But he's a nice. But he's that a, he's, makes, he's, he's that a, makes the Wild an even. Well, yeah, they're, they're already a hard team to play against. That makes them even harder. He's mm-hmm. another one of those those tough grinder guys that's going to knock you into the third row if you let him. So he yeah. makes them tougher to play against, especially in when playoff hockey rolls around. I mean, they've got some. They got some physical. I mean, they're starting to build that team like a like an old Norse division mm-hmm. team, like an old North Stars team that. Pat and Edzo wouldn't stop talking about the whole <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. Story time with Pat and Eddie. Oh, wait, there's a game going on. Well, I don't blame them. No, for, I don't for blame the them first, For the first, you know, period and a half, two periods of that game, it was... Pat's, Pat's checked out a long time ago, <laughs> and nobody can fault him at no, all not for at all. how all this has gone down. So, listen, the stories they were telling about the old North Stars, to me, was mo- far more entertaining than most of <laughs> that game. Than talking about so, the game, yeah. Walk away. So, yeah, so it uh, looks like Frank Saravalli here of Daily Faceoff is saying that it is uh, uh, Delorier to Minnesota and a third-round pick going to Anaheim. Um, and as I'm looking here for the update on Lindholm, uh, 
uh, I know this is I know this is great audio. Um, no, but yeah, no uh, no update on the return for Lindholm yet. But looks like uh, he is headed to Boston. And yeah, that's interesting for the, the defensive market and for Calvin DeHaan. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that are looking to boost defensive help. Um, Boston was one of those teams. Minnesota obviously uh, was was in on on helping their uh, you know their their blue line and um, you know teams like. I, I don't want to turn into a Leafs podcast, but Toronto was looking to to improve defensively as well. So Every, everything, every move, everything turns turns into how does it affect the Leafs? Yes. Of course, um, but yeah. So I mean that now uh, you know Lind, Lindholm off the market. Uh, we know Mark Giordano is is out there and available uh, from from the from the Kraken. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how things shape out for uh, for for Calvin DeHaan. But he should be one of those uh, one of those guys that. We'll be on the move in the next couple of days, um, and we'll see what uh, what Kyle Davidson has up his sleeve. But I mean, you know, you you we were talking earlier today about how it's kind of an awkward schedule for the Blackhawks leading into the trade deadline because you have a you have an afternoon away game on Saturday today, and then you fly home tonight, and then you have tomorrow night's game against Winnipeg. And then you have the trade deadline at you know which which ends right. at two o'clock on Monday. So it's a very awkward timing of trying to get trades done. But for the Wild, they really don't care about timing because they're they're making deals as you know their their uh, their players are still probably getting out of the locker room. So it's 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 the the, the final countdown, and uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll have more of of this kind of. Yeah. Talk first, around the league as the trade deadline uh, first closes hour on of Monday. Our big show Monday, uh, big big show coming up Monday here. Super size show. show. The super, we're gonna have uh, two hours worth of Blackhawks uh, trade deadline talk, and our good friend Jay Zawaski. It's gonna be his first day as a full time member here at CHGO. We can't wait. Um, that'll be his first full day here, and we're gonna be here bright and early Monday morning. The three of us. We're gonna set up. Uh, our little station here, and we're, we're going to have gonna, a war we're gonna, room. We're going to hopefully have a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll go on the air Monday at 1 p.m., so we'll get that last hour of the deadline. We'll be able to bring to you all the big last-second trades, and then we can spend the second half of the show kind of digesting it and seeing uh, what what happens. So What happens as the deadline ends and as the... Uh as the final trades kind of trickle through, we'll, we'll see if the Blackhawks are active on Monday. Uh, if they don't have, uh, you know, if they haven't sold, sold off the, the final pieces of the, you know, of <laughs> final pieces that weren't bolted down by Monday, we'll, uh, we'll see what they do to, to be active as the, uh, as the deadline closes. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun day on Monday. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to get, going to bring in three or four phones to, to yeah, keep up with to... it. Even if, you know, three, three of them don't work. Um, yeah, I, at least I, I'll look like an insider. I think I've got an old StarTech in a drawer somewhere <laughs> I can bring in. I'll get I'll get my first uh, my first Nokia cell phone back. That's there somewhere in my parents' basement. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Monday's gonna be a, a good show. Monday's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, busy week next week after the trade. I mean, we got busy week coming up. Blackhawks Jets tomorrow, so we'll have another post game show here from Studio B tomorrow night. Trade deadline show, and then two late night games. We're we're gonna be for West Coast road trip. Yeah, when uh, Wednesday, Thursday, back to back, nine p.m. games, and we will still be in the studio. We'll live. be here. 
So welcome in, Jay. You get to stay up to three yeah. in the morning right <laughs> off the bat. So it'll be fun. So for all of you, all you third shifters or all uh, the night hawks, people who have insomnia, we will try and do our best <laughs> to cure that and put you right to sleep. Better than a warm <laughs> glass of milk than listening to me rant about hockey at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, well, it'll be it'll be fun. I, th- I like the uh, I like the idea of the CHGO Blackhawks podcast after dark. After dark, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get a. We'll, we'll we'll crank it up to a PG thirteen rating. Yeah, there you go. Maybe maybe we'll uh, one of us will say say ass or something. Yeah, that will that'll be Jay's job. <laughs> uh, if you're enjoying the CHGO Blackhawks podcast and uh, all the great content that we've uh, been bringing you across the board at CHGO Sports, the best way to support us is to download the PointsBet app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk free bets for up to two thousand dollars. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we'll be happy to help out. And PointsBet is introducing a new feature that they're very excited for, especially in March. It's live college basketball same-game parlays. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. And now online sign-up is available in Illinois, so you can download the PointsBet app, register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Plus, during PointsBet's Match Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 live bet to be used for that round. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Speaking of PointsBet, we were active today with uh, with the Blackhawks and Wild game. Um, it didn't work out for me. I, uh, I, I I bet the over at six and a half this morning. Uh, clearly, it did not hit, and uh, we 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 had we, we we both had some uh, some information that we thought was yeah going to be useful, but yeah, uh, that, uh, turned I, out not. I to I was be. given a hot tip about that that over <laughs> uh, from uh, a fellow member that we will not uh, discuss here. But when I see him at the next practice, I'm going to give him some crap. For that tip, but eh, it is what it, that's why they call it gambling, I guess. So not so much on that over, uh, but you know what? Kevin Lankinen played his best game of the year, so I'm not going to be heartbroken about losing that that dollar. I am heartbroken over my fifty cents. But yeah, but you hit on the north. You hit on the North Carolina. <laughs> that is true. Game, we were so we were you're so still we were, ahead for the day. We were we were that's watching the uh, the North Carolina Baylor game, and uh, I I when I was on the points bet app this morning. I was looking at some the early NCAA games, and I was just like, "What's what's a good one that I can you know maybe just make make interesting?" And Baylor UNC, I had I I, I was like, "Ah, let's let's see, let's see what UNC can do." And I I bet UNC on the money line, and it paid off. So that was a good use of my fifty cents. It made you so nervous there, very, but uh, they, they pulled it <laughs> off in the end. Yeah, they definitely made. In, made, in case made you it were wondering why there wasn't a whole lot of updates in the first period from Mario and I, <laughs> yeah. we, had, we had that game on at the same time. And yeah, that, and it that was a little more exciting than the yeah, first period. The, the eyes, the eyes might have been on that on that <laughs> screen a little bit. I more. I mean, especially when you got two full quarters riding on the game. I mean, you got to pay attention. I understand. Two George Washingtons. I mean, you got to. 
<laughs> you really got to sweat that one that's out. College fund money right there. Um, but yeah, so getting back to the to the game uh, for the Blackhawks and, and the Wild, um, I did want to touch on uh, some of the players that made their their NHL or not NHL debuts, but team debuts. Um, the two guys coming to the uh, Blackhawks from the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Brandon Hagel trade: Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk. Uh, both of them got some pretty significant uh, significant looks today. Taylor Radish, uh, 15 minutes of ice time, including a minute and 46 on the power play. Uh, Kachuk with 12 minutes and 24 seconds of ice time, getting a minute and 43 on the penalty kill. So they got some you know significant uh, significant time, and they're and and they have just like Hagel, they went through a wild kind of 24 hours pun intended, 24 hours for uh, for themselves to come from Tampa Bay to Chicago or, or to St. Paul, actually, and get thrown right into the lineup. Right. Well, I mean, I guess that's the right way to do it, though. Get them out there, and and, and uh, Derek King <clears throat> started them, and, and, and Alex. And Alex Vlasic, Vlasic. All, all three of the, the new guys. The, so I like that. Get them out there. You know, the more time these guys have to sit on the bench and think, the worse it is. So just get them out there. And then let them get that first shift, and then they realize, hey, this is just another hockey game. I've been doing this my whole life. Let's mm-hmm. play some hockey. Um, you know, they both of the new, you know, Vlasic, we didn't see a whole lot of. Um, Six minutes yeah, and so, 10 seconds. Yeah, so, I mean, eh, what's the point? But, okay, I, whatever. You got him as an NHL game. Maybe yeah. he should have been on the ice instead of Gustafson in those last couple minutes, but. I mean, at least he could have learned. Obviously, Gustafson's never going to learn at this point. So You're let the kid learn. learn. Let the kid learn that lesson <laughs> because you know that less that ship has sailed on the Gus bus. But um, yeah, no Radish and Kachuk. They were they had their moments where they were noticeable. Kachuk had a had a great uh, look late yeah, in the game. Yeah, yeah he, that, he knocked down that that saucer pass and showed some soft hands. He got slashed on the hands. Yeah, no call. No call. Uh, but he had a real good chance there, and uh, Radish was noticeable. I mean, both of those guys, their size is noticeable. Mm-hmm. Blackhawks don't have a lot of – and when you had Radish out there with Debrinkit and Kane, he looked like he was seven feet tall. I mean, he <laughs> yeah. was his size was noticeable. He was throwing his, his, his weight around. He had five hits on the day, mm-hmm. um, so he was being physical. So, I mean, that's from the, the home team scoring. So he probably had an eight or nine, actually. You know how those <laughs> things are, yeah. you know – Graded, so he had a That's he had true. a block shot as well. Got some power play time. It was nice to see that. Uh, that Kachuk had some PK time mm-hmm. too. So King was giving him some responsibility, and and you know why not? Why the heck not? We know what what we have, and a lot of it's not great right now. So and get it the might new not guys be around for, for exactly for much so, longer. So yeah, give give the new guys uh, you know some some runs, some looks. It was it was fun to see um, at different points of the game. Because uh, because the Blackhawks went 11, 11 forwards seven defense so the forwards and the defensemen were rotating throughout the lineup, um, but it was fun to see uh, Kinger putting together the uh, Strom to Brinkett Radish line the old Erie Otters line uh, out there, um, but yeah I, I think with Radish and Kachuk it'll be um, interesting to see what they what they do the rest of the season. Um, I have no reason to believe that they're not going to be in the lineup every night um, because they were they were buried on a very stacked Tampa Bay lightning team. Um, So you come to Chicago, it's not as stacked of a lineup clearly, and you're going to get some opportunities. So, you know, for their, for their first go of it, having just arrived probably early in, you know, early, early morning or or late last night and uh, jumping into the lineup and, and, kind of just playing off instinct because there's only so much X's and O's from the team that you could pick up in a short amount of time, especially without a morning skate today. Like, 
they just kind of jumped on the ice and said, "Here, I'm just gonna, just gonna play like, yeah. like, like on, on instinct, like we said." Tough situation, especially for two guys that have very little NHL experience. Both just both this year making their NHL debuts. Right. So you got two guys that you know this is a new experience for them. So you know what? They didn't do anything that cost you that game. So that's all you can ask. So uh-huh. it was it was. It was, uh, I don't want to say impressive, but it was to a degree. They were fine. Um, so <clears throat> They were fine. You, could, you couldn't ask. It could have gone a lot worse. So as far, exactly, as, yeah. as, far, as, far as that situation and how they played, uh, it was encouraging. So let's, let's see some more of them, see what we got. Um, you know, there's some guys in this lineup that won't be here, you know, probably, you know, I, I, Ryan Carpenter is a guy that may be gone. We've talked about Kubelik. We and know the Kubelik, guys that may yeah. be gone. So there's going to be some time on ice, increased roles. So let's start giving it to these young guys. We know what we got in some of these guys. We don't know what we have in the others. Mm-hmm. We got 20 something games to figure it out. Um, so give them, give them all the ice time. Let them play 40 minutes a game. I'll, I'll suspect that Alex Vlasic gets more than six minutes uh, tomorrow night. I, I, would I, I think so. he'll, I think he'll again be in the lineup. Um, maybe it's out of necessity if, if Dahan is, is gone by, by puck drop tomorrow, but I would believe that Alex Vlasic is going yeah. to play in Chicago. Yeah. And with it being a home game, um, you get last change. So, so King can protect him a little better. Mm-hmm. So maybe that has something to do with it. You know, he can put him out there in, in, you know, against matchups that that are a little easier for him a little better suited for him so i would definitely hope that if he's in the lineup which he should be there's no reason to pull him out of the lineup otherwise why is he here mm-hmm. um and yeah give him give him give him 12 14 15 minutes tomorrow night in front of the home crowd town uh bleh, the home crowd the home crowd the, oh. the Wilmette native playing at the at right. the United Center the in front of native for his boyhood team oh, oh right. wait sharks, actually that's, sharks sharks aren't in town actually that's yeah. not uh, that's not he, the case he, he grew up rooting for the sharks cuz <laughs> well i mean his cousin played for the sharks yeah so it's it's, it's hard, hard to blame but yeah. um yeah so that that'll be I, I really hope we do see more of Vlasic tomorrow night and um you know we we spoke about it uh, earlier this week when uh, after after Thursday's practice Derek King was a little hesitant on what game he wanted to put Vlasic in for if he wanted to wait uh, to, to play him uh, in a more favorable matchup uh, against Winnipeg as, as Winnipeg, they're, you know, fighting for their playoff lives to see if they're going to uh, sneak in. But Minnesota's a, a much tougher team and, and a more well-established team in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, I think we'll see more minutes for Vlasic. And, and yeah, it'll be, it'll, it'll be good to see, see what the kid can do and um, – yeah, we talked about you know the uh, Dahan trade might be coming in the next couple of hours uh, before puck drop tomorrow. So we'll see if uh, if that lineup spot just naturally uh, naturally opens up. Uh, we talked about points bet earlier. If you uh, really enjoy the CHGO Blackhawks podcast, the CHGO Sports podcast, again the best way to help us continue uh, to grow as we uh, we're bringing on Chicago Sky podcast. We got going on. We got all the teams covered in in, in the city. Uh, to help us continue to grow, download that points bet app and use the promo code CHGO. Not only are you going to get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, which is full of dope merch from the CHGO uh, sports podcast, the various podcasts. Our, our, ourselves, Cubs, Sox, Bears, Bulls, 
like I said, we got them all covered. Some good stuff up there. Yep. If you have uh, any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll be happy to help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now, something that I, I wanted to get into here as we're, as we're getting into the uh, final, final stages of today's podcast, uh, Jonathan Taze had some uh, some things to say to the Athletics' Mark Lazarus. Uh, interview came coming out last night between uh, between Laz and Taze, and he had some interesting things to say about, you know, the, the Brandon Hagel trade and and his future with, with the team and just kind of the, uh, you know, the way that a trade like that might affect the thought process of, of a guy like Jonathan Taze or Patrick Kane or Alex Dabrinkit. I mean, these are, these are names that have been, of interest to uh, uh, when, when talking about the trade market. So uh, I'll pull, I pulled a couple quotes here from Taze uh, talking about the, uh, the, the trade and, and his future and everything. I think the, the, the biggest one that, that stood out was uh, him saying that if, if Hagel is the guy to get traded, if he's not a guy that's not, or if he's a guy that is not part of the rebuild, then I don't know. I don't know if anyone feels safe at this point. Um, when he was talking about the, discussions he's had with Kyle Davidson and kind of because that was a big big point of Davidson when he was introduced was hey Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze they're going to be looped into what we're doing they're not going to be shocked by by some moves well Taze said that he really hasn't had any uh, discussions to have specifics with Kyle Davidson about what the plan is but he says like you said that makes it pretty clear that we're in this one for the long haul when talking about the Hagel trade he said reality definitely sank in with that one. Uh, and then talking about his future and, and how he looks at it, he said, uh, all of a sudden you realize no one on the team is safe and we could all be going in different directions in the near future. It's pretty discouraging. I'll leave it at that for now. Uh, that's so. what a rebuild is, Jonathan. Hello. Like, you've, you're a veteran. You've done this before. I think we're at to the point where, like, maybe Jonathan saves just stop talking. He's not had a good year in front of the microphone this year. Yeah. Uh, it's not been a banner year for the old Jonathan Taves interview this season. So Yeah, it, it, I it's, mean, what, you, you you can't expect him to to be too brutally honest and say, right. "Well, yeah, it sucks and I don't think Kyle's doing the right job and I'm I'm out of here. Trade me." You're not going to you're not going to get him to say anything like that. But it is interesting to to kind of see that, you know, it is it his fault that he's feeling shocked that Hagel got traded, or is it on Davidson to actually say, like, hey, Jonathan, Patrick, come on in my office. Here's what we're going to do. Here's a no, move we're making. They're not. If they're assistant GMs, sure. They're players. They don't need to be in the loop. He doesn't need to get Jonathan Taves' permission to trade Brendan Hagel. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he needs his permission. I'm just saying, like, hey, no, you, you know, you guys are the vets in the, in, in the room. No. You guys are going to learn about this. You know, we'll we'll tell Brandon that he's on on the way out. No, you don't tell Jonathan Taze Brandon Hagel was traded before you tell Brandon Hagel. Come on, no, no. I I mean, if that's what he thinks, that's what he wants. Get a grip, dude. Sorry. Like I love Jonathan Taze, one of my all time favorite players. But come on, man, grow up. You've been in this league for how long? You know these things happen, and none of us are safe, Mister No Movement Contract. You're pretty safe until you say you want to get out of here. So. Right. 
just stop. Like, this is what a rebuild is. I know you're super competitive. You're captain serious. You don't want to lose anybody. I get all that. I know this stuff is hard. When you when you got guys you've you've been battling with, they're your teammates. You see them every day. They're they're closer to you than your own family. I understand that, but to just be like, this is discouraging. What did you think was going to happen? It's right. a rebuild. Sure, hey, you. The debate will go on and on and on if Hagel should have been part of the rebuild or not. But he, the the none of that matters now. He's not. He's gone. So it. it to be super pouty face about this, it, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Yeah, I, I, I think something that we've we've seen from Taze, uh, especially this year, is that he he definitely is still in the mindset of the super competitive, you know, 20, 2012, 13, 14, 15 Jonathan Taze. And obviously, himself included, everyone wants him to, to be that guy. But I think he's kind of living in his own delusion that he still can be that guy because he. I, I'm not Jonathan Taze. I'm not in his head. I'm not in his body. He clearly is not the player that he used to be, and I think it's very clear he won't get to that level. He's he he missed all of last season with his with his uh, illness, and he still have he's still dealing with the effects of that. He said in in the same interview with with Mark Lazarus. He said, "Yeah, I'm not 100%. I haven't been 100%, you know, since since he came back. He's still fighting from behi- coming from behind to still catch up with his with his health and with his with his uh physical with his body. Um and I, I don't think he's going to be able to to reach that level again where he was a, a 60 point 70 point guy who's going to be playing 20 minutes a night. I don't think he's going to be able to do that, but he still believes he can. And I think and and more power to him. That's what a professional athlete has to have that that mindset. But I think it's it's that kind of delusion that then filters into the thought of how the team should be should be built. And you know, yeah, Jonathan Taze. I don't know what a rebuild means. I mean, you've been around the like you said, he's been around the league long enough to know how these things work. Even if he hasn't directly been a part of a rebuild before right. you've seen what other teams have done you you know you have friends around the league that have been traded and moved and all that so you know i think when, when kyle davison comes out and says we are sticking to a plan we are going to rebuild it's going to be three four five years whatever it is um you know maybe you don't have to be handheld and say hey this is what we're doing um but you have to under you have to understand a rebuild means tough decisions and a long-term outlook. So, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Taze, um, maybe it's his own fault that he feels a little shocked by the by the move. But, I mean, but but a lot of fans were shocked by it. I right. think a lot of people thought Brandon Hagel, myself included, I thought Brandon Hagel was going to be on this team on, on March 22nd. It's not the case. Right. And yeah, I get it. I mean, I understand that. I understand all of that. I understand Taze, who he is. But, again, like, little dose of reality every once in a while won't hurt. Yeah. Well, we do want to get to uh, our CHGO fourth stars of the game tonight. Can't forget Can't that, forget that uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves. Um, Kevin Lankinen was uh, one of the three stars tonight, along with Ryan Hartman and Cam Talbot. A well-deserved uh, star of the night for Kevin Lankinen. Absolutely. But uh, So we got pretty much all all 18 skaters to uh, to decide from. Uh, I'll go first with mine, uh, breaking his goal-scoring slump 
and getting the only goal of the game tonight for the Blackhawks. Seth Jones led the team in ice time and gets his fourth goal of the season, his first since December 2nd of 2021. That's a long time long without time a goal. 35 so. games. Seth Jones is the fourth star tonight for myself. Greg, who do you uh, I'm sticking on the blue line. I'm going to go with Jake McCabe. I think his stat line um, is, it up. is what the CHGO four star is all about. Uh, he was on a goal. He was on the ice for a goal against, but he had four shots on goals, six hits, three block shots in 2346 of ice time. So, I mean, that's a busy, busy defense, but not a guy you expect a lot of shots from. Uh, but when you broke it down, the Blackhawks had 22 shots on goal this afternoon, only 14 from the forwards, eight shots on goal from the defense. Now, while I love the defense being active in the offense, that's what today's NHL is, is geared on. That's what you need to have. But you got to have more than 14 shots on goal in 60 minutes of hockey from your forwards. That's why you have one goal, and it came from a defenseman. So, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, the two different subjects, but Jake McCabe is my guy. Great game by him, and it's a guy that needs to string a few of those together. It's a guy we've talked about. He struggled yep. this year. Yeah, and that's, you know, McCabe's a player that, you know, you've, Probably won't be a trade deadline deal, right. but is someone who I think a lot of people Eventually, are starting to be like, yeah. uh, what what is his role here? What is his future here? So he will be a guy look to be moved for assets at some point. So the more these games he, he has, uh, yeah. the better you know. The better are his odds to right. uh, to stick around in uh, in Chicago. But um, I'm I'm you know. There's been a lot of talk about Seth Jones and his lack of goal production. I think tonight's, uh, this afternoon's goal was uh, was a big one to get uh, to get off his back, and um, I'm I'm stick I'm sticking my heels in the ground on Seth Jones tonight. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> I, I've been the Seth Jones cheerleader since day one. I've been telling people, um, you know, hey, there's Gail. She knows. She knows. She's listened to me defending <laughs> Seth Jones for months. He's, so, he, you know, he's had a fine season. Yes, he I, has. I know, I know some, some people will definitely never give him the credit that he deserves right. because of the way he got to Chicago and, and the which extension. He, and none which, of those things are his fault. No, no. If, if, if someone's given you eight years, nine million and a half dollars for the next eight years, are you going to say no? No, right. obviously no. The not. next athlete is to say, no, I think you're paying me too much money is going to be the first. So... <laughs> None of those things are his fault, and he's the best defenseman on this team, and it's not even close. So yep. it, Seth Jones is our CHGO fourth star of the game. There you go. Come down to the studio, Seth. We'll give you your free your, shirt. Your free shirt, and uh, you can uh, you can pick up some uh, some athletic greens. They they provided us with some. Uh, Seth looks like a guy that would enjoy a nice big glass of a AG nice AG one shake. Yeah, I think he I think he would. Um, yeah, Athletic Greens, they've, uh, they've come on board as, as a sponsor for us. I know we, we talk a lot about points, but, but Athletic Greens is, is hopping on the ride with CHGO. And um, I've been pretty, uh, pretty happy with their, with their product so far. Their AG1 supplement has been great. It's a formula designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you some more natural energy. And in just one scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, Whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. And it's great for uh, people who have different uh, different diet uh, lifestyles like gluten-free, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, whatever it is. With AG1, you're good to go. It's an easy-to-incorporate habit into your life no matter how busy you are. Small, once a day, uh, and it's got big benefits. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a bunch of different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks again that is athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance so we're going to wrap it up here uh, pretty soon on the chgo blackhawks podcast but um, want to follow up on the news that we uh, spoke about around the league on the uh, the trades that have happened while we've been on the uh while we've been on the air, trade call has not happened yet. This is from Pierre Lebrun. Uh, so nothing official, but sounds like a big haul for the Ducks in exchange for Hampus Lindholm. If the deal goes through with Boston, it'll be a first-round pick this year, a second-round pick in 2023, a second-round pick in 2024, plus a young roster player going to Anaheim from the Bruins for Hampus Lindholm. So David Pasternak. S- oh my God. We, yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> hey, is a blockbuster. He is young. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't think that'll be a, that'll be the return. But yeah, I mean, that's, it's quite the haul. I mean, that we is... saw, we saw what Brandon Hagel got and, and Hampus Lindholm. He's, he's going to be uh, helping the ducks, a team that surprisingly was competitive this year. You know, they're kind of in their own, uh, their own rebuild formula right now so i mean they've that's a that's quite the haul for for a defenseman uh, of, of lindholm's caliber but it makes you think you know once uh once some teams miss out on some defensemen that need defensive help it might drive that price up and that desperation up for uh, for a guy like calvin dehan and that's a good move for boston it fills a need gets him a gets him a younger good defenseman and uh you know that that's a team that needs that shot in the arm. Like, oh my God, they want us. They 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 believe in the the front office believes in us. It's time to make a move, and it's time for us to go knock out the Maple Leafs in the first round again. <laughs> I mean, hey, unless they get Mark Andre Fleury, that might uh, that might not be in, end up yeah, being the case. Dubis is too scared. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think uh, I think you know you're gonna see a lot more of that. As we uh, as we get closer to Monday, again reminder: the big trade deadline show on Monday, one to three p.m. Central Time. Myself, Greg, and Jay will be uh, covering everything that happens over the the final day of the trade deadline. We'll see what the Blackhawks do. Uh, they might be very active on Monday if they don't make uh, any more moves in the next day or so. So uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, it's been. Uh, it's been exciting to see what, uh, what 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 the future holds. I think the the Brandon Hagel trade clearly said the rebuild is is on, yep. and uh, it's you know keep keep an eye on the long term for the Blackhawks. It's it's not going to be quick unless they you know unless they really hit on some of these some of these upcoming trades and get some some big hauls. Uh, we're 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 hopping on the ride for the long for the long haul. Yep, and that ride includes a stop here tomorrow night post game after Jets. Maybe we'll have some more trades to talk yep. about, but you know. At the very least, you're going to get some Hawks-Jets conversation, which should be scintillating, to say the least. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, who, well, I mean, hey, we'll see who's in net. It, it may be Kevin Lincoln. It may be Marc-Andre Fleury. We don't know. It could be you or me. Let's, it let's could get, be. Let's get weird. <laughs> let's get weird. Well, that'll do it for uh, this edition of the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. For Greg Boyson, I'm Mario Terabasi, and we'll see you all tomorrow.